Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Falcons' PFF grades coming out of their 20-16 win against the Detroit Lions in Week 16. Uh, this was the Falcons' first win in Atlanta in 2021. It will be their only win in 2021. Uh, this is their second technical home win. The first one was, of course, in London, uh, this was a game with some interesting scores uh, overall. We'll see what you guys think about this, but let's jump into it and let's start, as always, with how the offense did, starting with the top five guys. All right, at the very top of this list, probably no surprise, he demonstrated, again, he probably should be in the conversation for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't know if, if, if he necessarily deserves it. I think there's some... Uh, some players such as Mac Jones that will probably get the predominance of votes, but Kyle Pitts has been phenomenal and he was the Falcons highest graded player with an elite grade of 92.9 uh, phenomenal game from the rookie. He played 36 of the 46 snaps. Um, obviously the bulk of that came from his 91.1 um, pass receiving grade. Interestingly, and I mentioned this on Twitter, I think this is something that, We tend to overlook with Kyle Pitts. His pass blocking grade, 69.7, and his run blocking grade, 68.5, are both very good scores. And this was an element of his game that many people thought was going to take him a while to adjust to. Um, And he is a very willing blocker. And I think we saw that in this game. We've seen it uh, throughout this season. He is, I think, better than anticipated in those areas. And he's turning into a well-rounded tight end already in just his rookie year. Obviously, he broke the Falcons' all-time franchise record for uh, receiving yards by a tight end in a single season. He passed Tony Gonzalez in that. Um, He is now second all-time for a rookie in uh, tight end receiving yards behind only Mike Ditka. Um, He has the opportunity to break that record. He's got two more weeks, and I think he's just around 100, 115 yards short of that. So... Uh, A couple of decent games from him, and he's going to hold multiple records um, as a rookie tight end. Phenomenal game from him, and just a really strong season from the rookie uh, overall. Number two on this list, um, uh, if you guys have seen the reports, uh, his mother passed away this week. Uh, Our condolences to him and his family. Um, Right guard Chris Lindstrom played every snap, 92.5 overall grade. Um, as a pass blocker, you know, 65.1, not necessarily phenomenal, but 92.5 as a run blocker. Um, again, an elite grade uh, from Chris Lindstrom in this game. Um, he is turning into one of the best um, interior uh, offensive linemen in the league, and I think we see that week after week. He's always at the top of this list with only a few exceptions, uh, and here he is yet again. Um, number three on this list, uh, 
it's it's actually been a while since we've seen this player crack into the top five with PFF scores, but he is here this week, uh, and I think this game, even though the stats weren't you know dramatic, uh, I thought he had a very solid game. I think PFF agrees, and that was Matt Ryan, um, eighty-seven point five overall grade. Um, this is the kind of game that we wanted to see from him. He's had a stretch of about four or five games where he's either been, eh, you know, kind of average or maybe slightly above average, slightly below average, but right in that, you know, sort of mediocre uh, middle of the the road grade for for Matt Ryan. This is where we normally expect him to be. Um, And I think some of that came from the fact that, again, you know, other than that first drive where he was sacked three times in five plays, uh, he was not sacked again for the rest of the game. The Falcons' offensive line clearly settled in, um, and he had a much better game because of it. And, and again, this is the story with Matt Ryan, um, with where he is in his career. If you give him time in the pocket, he's going to have a much better game. And, and no, it's it's not rocket science, uh, but we saw that against the Lions, and this will be a big factor as we finish out this season. You know, two more games. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills are next. Uh, and then the New Orleans Saints. We'll see if the, if the Falcons' offensive line can give him time. If they can, you know, those are the opportunities where Kyle Pitts can have a hundred-yard game. Um, and hopefully, this offensive line will get their crap together because they've had some bad moments. Um, that's for sure. All right, number four on this list. Um, this is interesting. I, I'm. I don't. This is where PFFs scoring system is a little bit confusing to me because the overall grade here is impressive, but there's a really bad pass blocking grade by this guy. And I'm talking about center Matt Hennessy. Um, Number four on the list, 84.3 overall grade, 94 as a run blocker, which is an elite grade as a run blocker, but 17.8 as a pass blocker. I don't know how 17.8 and 94 turn into 84.3 for his overall grade. Um, this is sort of what we've been seeing from Hennessy. He has these really bad pass blocking days. And I, I think this game, it was pretty obvious. He had some, he got blown up on several plays, but then he'll offset it by being really good in the running game. So I don't know what this means for Hennessy for the long term, but. Obviously, good overall grade, but that pass blocking grade is abysmal. Um, again, sort of a weird uh, dynamic here from PFF, having him fourth on the list with an 84, which is like you know Pro Bowl quality grade overall, and, and yet he was like our worst pass blocker by a long shot. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time putting together how that score adds up. All right, moving on, number five on the list. This guy only had five snaps. Um, apparently he did as much as you could expect with them. Um, wide receiver Marvin Hall, <laughs> who was finally active. I think a lot of people were asking for him to be active for the Falcons. It happened, and he registered a 76.4 overall grade for the Falcons. Uh, so good on him. All right, let's talk about the guys at the bottom of the list. This is interesting. This is second straight week we've seen this guy in the bottom five. Um, he is at the bottom of the list this week. And that is uh, Corderell Patterson, you know, t- 25 out of the 46 snaps, 46.1 overall grade. He had, I think, just one reception for minus one yards. Um, he did have a touchdown run, but he was mostly ineffective as a runner. 
Uh, second game in the row. Uh, I love Patherson. I love what he's done this year. I don't know if there's, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I think teams, when they see him on the field, they know they have to stop him. Um, but if this continues and we see him ineffective for, you know, the last three or four games of the season, it really adds a wrinkle into what this could mean for the team uh, and their negotiations with him if they try to bring him back in 2022. So this is something to keep an eye on. We're going to obviously keep an eye on it at the Falcoholic to see if this score, if this trend continues. But um, yeah, Patterson at the bottom of the list. Um, right next to him, only 12 snaps. Um, fullback Keith Smith, 50.4 overall grade, 74.7 in pass blocking though. So uh, he did a fairly good job there. Um, third up from the list, uh, left guard Jalen Mayfield, 52.2 overall grade, uh, which is not terrible. It's below average. 48.8 as a pass blocker. So he actually was a better pass blocker than Matt Hennessy, who um, had, you know, who ended up in the top five. Uh, but he only got a 53.2 in run blocking. So again, I, I, I don't understand fully how these PFF scores are adding up. It's, I didn't feel like Mayfield was that bad in this game. Uh, and, and I think this is probably accurate. He was sort of, you know, right around average, maybe below average. All right, fourth from the bottom. Wide receiver Russell Gage, 52.7 overall grade, undoubtedly got dinged for his very, very costly fumble at the end of the game. Um, as many people said, Foyer Lucan saved him. Uh, Russell Gage should buy him a steak dinner for uh, what he did in that game. But yeah, uh, incredibly poorly timed uh, fumble from Russell Gage when they were trying to close out the game. Uh, and fifth from the bottom, wide receiver Christian Blake, who had 12 snaps, uh, 56.7 overall grade. All right, where did some of the other players, uh, notable players on this Falcons offense finish? Um, left tackle Jake Matthews was sixth. He had a 75.7 overall grade, 86.4 as a pass blocker, so a return to form for the left tackle. Um, Caleb McGarry was 10th, 65.6 overall grade. Uh, 75.4 as a run blocker, only 47.4 as a pass blocker. So uh, McGarry continues his sort of erratic scores through PFF. And honestly, I think that holds with what we see on the field from him is we're, we're seeing erratic, inconsistent up and down play. One minute he's putting together a good game. The next minute we're getting, you know, grades that are in the reds uh, and, and alarming, obviously. All right. We're going to talk about the defense, what they did in this game. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. 
Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker, and we are looking at the Falcons' PFF grades coming out of their Week 16 win against the Detroit Lions, where they won 20-16 in Atlanta, their first win in Mercedes-Benz in 2021. Uh, let's talk about how the defense graded in this game, starting with the top five guys. Um, number one on this list, and this is great to see. And I, I actually thought he did stand out in the plays that he had. Uh, in fact, I would say this top five is very encouraging. If you're thinking about the future of this Falcons defense and the guys who are going to be here for the long term, we're going to see a lot of these names. Uh, this guy played 35 out of the 68 possible snaps, so about 50%, uh, and that is safety slash slot corner Richie Grant, our second-round pick. His best grade of the year with an 80.9 overall. Um, most notably, he had a 79.2 coverage grade, which was our highest coverage grade of the day, and yes, that does include A.J. Terrell. So he had um, 19 snaps in coverage, graded really well there, um, allowed three receptions on five targets for just 20 yards. Um, really, really solid outing from Richie Grant. Let's hope he builds on this. Um, it looks like maybe he's really starting to bring it all together uh, in that role that uh, originally Isaiah Oliver was fulfilling. And yeah, good to see the young guys starting to end up on the top of this list. All right, number two. And let me say this. Let me preface this with saying many of you, and I'm going to say rightfully so, have sort of targeted Deion Jones as somebody that needs to be uh, on the list of potential trades for the Falcons to try to unload the contract, pick up you know some sort of draft capital for him uh, because his play has not lived up to his contract, and I think that is fair. Um, this guy's name comes up when we are talking about Deion Jones because many people feel like he is a potential replacement uh, to take over that role. And in his 11 snaps, again, of 68 total, so it's a small sample size, in his 11 snaps, Michael Walker graded second, 78.5 overall grade, just a solid day all around. 71.4 in run defense, 78.2 in tackling. Um, the tackling is notable because that's something Deion Jones was clearly struggling with throughout the game. Uh, and actually 68.9 in coverage, which is really solid. Um, so a good day, good day overall for Michael Walker. Um, and, you know, again, uh, sort of as is always the case with him, the small snap sizes matter uh, when you're looking at these scores. So don't overemphasize the importance of this grade. But I think we're seeing that when he gets some limited opportunities, he's doing well with it. Whether that can translate into him being a starter next year, no idea. All right. Number three on this list, um, 67 out of the 68 possible snaps, linebacker Foyer Luikun. Should be no surprise. Uh, his game-clinching interception at the end of the game was clearly the play of the game. Um, in the in game that was lacking a lot of dynamic plays, uh, Foyer had the best. He had a 76.1 overall grade, 84.1 as a tackler, which is good to see. Uh, that's what you want to see out of a linebacker, something his uh, partner back there has, did not do well yesterday. Um, and he had a 75.0 grade in coverage, which, of course, was bolstered by that interception at the end of the game. 
All right, number four on this list, cornerback Fabian Moreau. No, not A.J. Terrell, the other guy. Yes, 67 out of 68 snaps. He graded with a 73.5, 76.9 as the tackler, and a 75.7 in coverage, which was the second highest grade right behind Richie Grant. Um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I think Fabian Moreau has actually been a decent signing for the Falcons. He obviously started the year rough. He has had some bad games here and there. But for the most part, I think he is, for the money they've spent, for what he is being asked to do, um, he has lived up mostly for that cornerback two role. Now, I'm not passionate about keeping this guy in at cornerback two. Can they upgrade on him? Absolutely. But I also think if you bring this guy back for another one-year deal and you make him your third cornerback um, or you punt on the position and you keep him and A.J. out there and focus on fixing the pass rush, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Moreau is a guy who has settled into this defense and has played much better as of late. Um, and, and I think he's someone that ultimately uh, the, the team may try to keep around for another year. I think he's he's still got uh, some legs on him. And yeah, I, I've been impressed with Moreau. All right, number five on this list. I, I'm going to actually give five and six because number five is Avery Williams. But he only had one snap on defense, 72.2 overall grade. Um, so we're going to skip past him since it's just one snap. Um, and we'll go to number six, who is uh, Deron Harmon. Free safety, 67 out of the 68 snaps. Really good to see this from him because he has had some bad, bad games this year. 71.5 overall grade, 85.1 as a tackler, 66.2 in coverage. Just an overall solid effort from the veteran safety and better than what we've seen lately. Um, another thing I want to point out, the Falcons had... 27 guys. Now, some of this is also due to the fact that, um, you know, they brought in a bunch of guys for the Hail Mary uh, attempt. So you've got guys like Christian Blake, um, Quadri Olison, Cordero Patterson, Keith Smith, who were in there for the Hail Mary play. Um, so you've got 27 guys uh, listed in the PFF scores. Um, for those who are curious, Cordero Patterson, 60.0. <laughs> I don't know how you grade a guy on one snap. There's three guys with a 60.0, and they all have one snap. Um, and that that is uh, Quadrillis and Keith Smith and Cordero Patterson, all guys that play normally on offense. Uh, sometimes these PFF scores are just head scratchers. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about the bottom five. All right, bottom of the list, only five snaps total. Um the rookie uh, cornerback, Darren Hall. He had been playing, I thought, decently as of late. He has been sharing snaps with uh, Richie Grant in that you know cornerback three slot, slot corner role. He had a 26.1 overall grade and 23.4 in coverage, which is the worst grade of the day. Um, tough, tough outing for the rookie. Hopefully he can bounce back from that and have a, a better game overall you know, to close out the season. Uh, next up from the bottom, 17 snaps overall, defensive lineman Mike Pinnell, 30.5 overall grade, 27.9 as a tackler, um, obviously not going to get it done. Uh, I didn't think he was that bad in this game, um, but you know, PFS scores can be incredibly punitive on guys for whatever reason. All right, third up from the list, um, Sean Williams, strong safety, had nine total snaps, 40.8 overall grade. Fourth up from the list, um, outside linebacker Dante Fowler. 
He had 38 out of the 68 snaps. Um, I thought he was mostly invisible, but he actually got a decent pass rush grade. His overall grade was 41.1, but he got 69.7 as a pass rusher. So not sure what to make of that, but uh, not a great day from him overall, according to PFF. And finally, um, fifth up on the list was Stephen Means, 48 snaps out of 68. This is a guy that many of you are frustrated that he gets this many snaps. I get it. Um, 41.3 overall grade. I am not going to pound the table for this guy. All right. Where did some of the uh, most notable Falcons on defense um, finish on the day? Grady Jarrett was number 12 with a 62.8 overall grade. Really got hammered by PFF for a, for his tackling, 26.7 overall. Um, A.J. Terrell was 15th on the list, 61.9 overall grade. And again, this is where I don't fully understand the grading system. Maybe it was that Terrell was out of position uh, a few times, but he was targeted four times and only allowed one reception for eight yards. So he continues to just not allow receptions, um, and yet, you know, got a 61.9 overall grade here. Uh, so again, as I've said a few times on this podcast, uh, don't use PFF as a Bible. It's not the only source. Use your eyes. Use your um, you know, what you see in the game happening. I thought Terrell was fine. Uh, and obviously, if he only allowed one reception on four targets, that's a pretty good game overall. So I don't know why he's in the middle of the list. But um, regardless, Terrell is still one of the best corners in the league. Uh, still deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. In my mind, still deserves all pro consideration. But yeah, he was in the middle of the middle of the pack for the Falcons on this day. Um, Deion Jones was 22nd out of 27 um, with a 45.0 overall grade. I actually thought you know he had played better in the second half, but he whiffed on so many tackles early on. It was I wish they had. Um, actually, they do here. He has he had three missed tackles. Um, it, it felt like it was twice that number, honestly, and that was the most of any Falcons player in this game. Uh, every, you know, the next closest guy had one missed tackle, and Dion had three. Um, his miss percentage is twenty one point four. That is not good. Now he probably made up for it with some, you know, notable plays uh, and probably helped bring his grade up. But for those of you pounding the table, thinking that Dion Jones needs to go after this year, um. I'm having a hard time arguing against that. These PFF grades seem to back that up. Uh, and he has been one of our worst graded defenders now, uh, week after week after week. I hope that he can improve over the next couple games. If for no other reason to boost his, uh, his, his stock for any possible trade. Otherwise, if he finishes really poorly, they, the Falcons may not get much, uh, of an offer, uh, to, for teams trying to trade for him. So, that's unfortunate, but right now, Deion Jones, um, who once held so much promise uh, as a player, once one of the highest-graded uh, linebackers in coverage in the NFL, uh, has turned in uh, his second straight pretty miserable season. Um, really was hoping that this new defense, new coaching staff would help him to turn a corner, but that does not appear to have been the case. All right. Uh, that wraps it up for the PFF grades coming out of uh, Falcons versus Lions. Um, we will be back next week as we recap what happens in the Buffalo game. Uh, I have a feeling those grades aren't going to be nearly as nice 
uh, for both sides of the ball. We'll see how that one plays out. Obviously, the guys have to play the game, and we'll be here to recap their scores. All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast, at FalcoholicPod. And, of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.